Okay, everyone, I am here with Michael Baker, the owner and producer of the Albany Real Producer Magazine. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing well, Willie. Hey, we've had some really crazy times here over the last couple of months, but uh, it seems like everything's starting to uh, go in the right direction here, hopefully for all of us. That's what it looks like. It's been a roller coaster for sure, man, definitely. So, uh, Mike, congratulations. I know you just recently had a, a newborn baby. How's that going as a newborn father? It is insane. It's great. We get to spend a lot of time together. I get to take her to work sometimes. We got one of those chest harnesses so I can work hands-free, you know. But she's not sleeping too much yet. We're, we're hoping that she chills out, but it's, it's great. It is. Well, awesome. Enjoy it. They grow quick. My babies are uh, 23 and 20, so uh, they do grow quick. Yes, sir. So, Mike, I wanted to have you on. Thank you so much for coming on uh, my podcast today. I wanted to uh, talk to you. I know you came and did our our kickoff event back in January this year, and uh, you talked about a lot of great different strategies of what you feel uh, it takes to be a top producer in today's business, uh, a top producer in real estate, that is. Uh, but before I, I jump into that, I just wanted you to give a little background uh, on yourself about uh, how, you know, where, where you, what some of your background was, but also uh, how you were able to um, and why you brought Real Producer Magazine uh, here to the Capital District. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it, Willie. And that and that uh, event that you had at the yeah. beginning of the year, it was awesome. It was Thank a great you. time. You know, it, it, it all came together and you have a really great group of people. So I was I was uh, I was honored to be able to talk in front of them and kind of give them some of the things that I've learned and some ideas. So I appreciate that. But, but yeah, I uh, as you said, I, I own Albany Real Producers. We've been around uh, about a year and a half now. And basically what we do is we just print a monthly real estate trade publication. Uh, we partner with different vendors that sponsor it, those that are recommended by the top agents. And we, we, it's catered to specifically the top 300. So we mail it out to them and we feature them in the magazine for free uh, and kind of highlight them and just really try to elevate the bar of the real estate community, inspire others to be great. Uh, it's nice because the top 8% do a majority of the business. But for me, what was really cool was the sense of community. And I learned that back when I lived down in Charlotte. I lived down there for a few years. I was a real estate photographer. Uh, through happenstance, I met the owner of Charlotte Real Producers. His name is Tom. And I sat down with him. I liked what he said. I started working with the magazine and uh, everything kind of took off. And then when I realized that I had left a girl back here I shouldn't have, I came crawling back and I, I brought that platform with me. So that's how I brought it up here. But I knew that it was needed because agents right now, they all work together. Right. They, they all engage with each other. It's more coworkers than competition. And 25 years ago, agents got together all the time. Now they're so busy and there's so many different things grabbing at their attention and the technologies help them be more productive, but it takes away from the face-to-face. -face. So we enable that to happen by having our events and, and get-togethers and being out there in the community and, and highlighting people and just being able to support such an amazing community like in the Capital Region, that's what I love about what I do, being able to tell those stories and, and give, give back. Yeah, you know, when you first initially had called and gave me the concept of it, I thought it was very unique, which it, which it really was. I mean, most phone calls we get are, you know, magazines calling to sell you ad space or to do story on you and then kind of combine it with ad space. 
but the way you laid it out saying that, you know, it doesn't cost real, real estate agents any money. It's about community. It's about bringing and sharing ideas. It's about masterminding. Uh, I thought it was a great concept. And uh, I know that uh, you had talked to a few of our agents initially and uh, they all, you know, gave it a thumbs up and said, this would be great. So you're definitely right. I mean, it was definitely something that was definitely needed here in the capital district. I've been selling in the capital district since 1998. And you're right, you know, as time goes on with everything being virtual, especially now, uh, but you know, with contracts and DocuSign and all the other things that we do that we have to do virtually now, you don't see a lot of agents in the office anymore, Mike. You don't see a lot of uh, agents getting together at networking events. And it just seems like people have gotten busier. Uh, even though things are easier to do, seems like people are a lot busier and you don't see that sense of community like you used to. So uh, I was really excited to see that you brought that magazine here. And I know you've had a lot of great successful events uh, over here over the past, uh, you know, really now, what have you been doing now? How, how long have you been doing this for? Since April of 18. 18, so okay. Just over two years I've been running it. We've been in print for a year and a half. Okay. All right. So just around two years. So, I mean, again, awesome. And, and I think so far has been very good. And you've been, uh, the magazine went from a very thin magazine when you first started, where I just got my edition uh, a couple weeks ago here and things a lot thicker, Mike. So yeah. obviously you got a lot of great content in there and a lot of great agents uh, giving you that content. And you got a lot of great sponsors too. Uh, a lot of the sponsors I've done business with over the years and they're all uh, top, top shelf, all great quality uh, sponsors as well. Yeah. Well, that's what we pride ourselves on, man. The best of the best. Yeah. What it's all about. So speaking of best of the best, I know that, uh, again, we're always looking for different things, especially now, you know, going through this, um, you know, and, and through this whole pandemic and everything that's been going with the coronavirus uh, lately, um, you know, that's where the best of the best really shine and come through, I, I feel. Uh, you have a lot of agents that haven't been through this. I mean, I, I remember back 9-11, I know exactly where I was. I was in an actual real estate meeting when everything was going down. And, uh, you know, at that point, you kind of fear, you, you feel that whole thing like uncertainty and fear kicking in. And it's like, okay, where are we going with this, right? Like, is this really happening? And then I remember, you know, real estate agents like uh, run into the bank to pull their money out because they thought, you know, the banks were going to go down and all those other stuff. And we were getting uh, attacked, you know, going to war. But um, you know what? Our business actually took off and our, our business actually went up because we saw opportunity, right? We saw and we changed and we adapt uh, to, to the situations that need. But uh, then, you know, 2008, 2009 came. We did the same thing. I, you know, again, everyone thought the markets are crashing. Here we go. Um, but what happens, Mike, is that you see the top agents always survive. Uh, these are the ones that are adapting. They're, these are the ones that are going back to their the basics, right? Uh, but they touch on a lot of things that you had talked about in the beginning of the year uh, of the top six traits that you see top producers having. So I thought it'd be um, great for us to actually have that conversation and, and do it in a podcast format so that we can get it out to real estate agents all over the, all over the country uh, because I think it applies to all of them in, in, in one way or another, especially during these tough times. And, um, you know, the other thing that I see, too, is that you see a lot of agents leave the business. So it's kind of like a, a rinse and repeat, if you would, uh, of agents coming through the cycle because a lot of them just don't know what to do or the part-time agents that just haven't really applied themselves don't, don't have anything going on and don't know how to adjust. And they usually, unfortunately, are out of the business. So I guess, unfortunately for some and fortunately for others um, that want more business. So, 
So I thought we'd jump into that, Mike, uh, and just go through some of those trades. I, I wrote down some notes uh, from our meeting, and uh, you had six top trades that you had. And the first one that you said, I don't think they were in any particular order that, that they had to go in, but uh, I guess the question was really what makes a top producer, right? Why, um, I mean, you've done how many interviews now? I know at the beginning of the year, it was at least over 200. It, it was over 200. It's probably yeah. closer to 250 by now, right? right. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you're interviewing all top top agents. You're interviewing uh, top entrepreneurs with sponsors. Uh, you're also, you know, talking to agents outside of our market. And the one thing that you said, and I thought was so important, it was the number one trait that you said, or not the number one, but the, the first trait that we talked about uh, was about relationships. Uh, so maybe you could talk a little about what you meant about that and what you see out there talking to all of these, you know, great agents out there on how they embrace relationships. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, meet, I meet with a lot of people, or at least I was before the whole COVID thing happened. Um, but really, what I started to notice was everybody had similar traits. Everybody is very unique and everybody is very different and everybody's very interesting, but they all had these different similarities and there were certain industries that, that I started to realize made good fits for top producers. Uh, there were certain things that they thought about and really uh, when I came up with the list, the list, they're all important, right? But, but at the top of that list is relationships and relationships are funny because uh, majority of the people that I've sat down with the relationships are the number one thing. That's what they care about. Uh, people who are top performers, people who do well, maintain and manage the relationships. They invest their time into having a close personal relationship with their client so then they can then benefit from the dividends, the returns, the referrals. Right. So it's, it's, it's very important to have because it's a smart way of doing it. You invest some time, little bits of time here and there, go a little bit above and beyond, and then it reaps the rewards down the road. Right. That being said, there are some agents that are transactional, and they don't necessarily care that much about, I'm not going to say they don't care about their clients, they do, but they don't they're just on to the next. Yeah, they're just on to the next deal, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and those people can still be successful. They just have a more difficult time weathering the storm whenever difficulty arises because they're constantly prospecting. Yeah, yeah. You know, we talk about that a lot, about the type of agents that we try to train and attract. And those are career agents. Those are the ones that are not transactional. There's a total opposite of transactional agents. And uh, you're right. Transactional agents burn a lot of time because they're constantly looking for that next deal. And they're not taking care of the relationships that they had in the past. Um, you know, and, and unfortunately, it causes agent burnout in a non-profitable business where, uh, you're right, a lot of these career agents and these top agents have great relationships. Uh, you know, one of the things that we did during this pandemic was reaching out to all of our clients. And I told all the agents, forget about sales right now, just drop sales in, in your vocabulary. And let's just, this is about humanity right now. Let's talk to the people, make sure they're okay. You know, a lot of them were losing their jobs, a lot, a lot of uncertainty with a lot of our clients. Uh, we had a lot of agents, or I'm sorry, um, uh, sellers take their houses off the market, right? Because they didn't, is this safe? Is it not safe? You know, how can I do this? And, um, you know, some of them had compromised immune systems. So we wanted to make sure that we really reached out to them to make sure that they were doing okay. And then from there, you know, it escalated to where it needed to go. But 
it's because of those relationships, Mike, that uh, we were able to keep those clients on board, uh, keep them kind of waiting things out. And, you know, over the last couple of weeks, we've been uh, fortunate to have a lot of listings coming on the market and a lot of sales because of those relationships. So I highly agree with you that that's a huge one right there with the relationships. And I think someone's business is really, you know, you, you are as good as the relationships that, relationships that you have in your database, right? So, um, so good stuff. So you had a good, another good one here. Uh, number two. Yes. Quick to handle issues. Yes. Yeah. Quick to handle issues. And that kind of ties into the, the different industries that make a good real producer, a good top performer. Um, what I started to realize is that there was a lot of top agents that were either nurses, specifically uh, emergency room, food service, bartenders, waiters, bussers, people like that, uh, or teachers, higher education, elementary school, middle school, it didn't really matter. And what I realized was the reason why I believe is because those individuals are most likely to handle issues when they arise quickly. Typically what happens is when the phone rings and we see it and it's there's an issue, it's like, oh, uh, I want to deal with that later. So we put down the phone and then days go by and then weeks and then we never end up calling the person. Right. So the people who pick it up and answer right away actually impress the clients because nobody does that. And if you don't answer the phone, they're just going to spiral and spiral and spiral until they, they find somebody who's going to answer the phone. So I think, I think that's one of the most important parts is actually having that communication and talking with them and just letting them know that they've been acknowledged. You know, I'm in a meeting, I'll talk to you within an hour and a half. Right. Yeah, and making sure that you follow up in the hour and a half too. But it's so right, like just the hand, it, it doesn't even seem right, right, to call back quickly. I mean, we should be doing that regardless, right? It should be like kind of a no-brainer to do that. But you're right. There are a lot that are they don't want to face potentially some type of uh, confrontation or have to deliver bad news or whatever situation may be. And what they don't realize is that the longer you wait, the bigger the problem becomes and the more upset the client gets, uh, which turns into a bad situation. Yeah. All right. So number three, personal growth. Yes. Personal growth development. It's very important. Majority of the people that I talk to, if not all of them, they're always actively seeking growth, maybe through through books, uh, heavy readers, Audible, you know, drive time in between appointments and, and showings and everything like that. Uh, and then coaching, accountability groups, mastermind groups. They're always looking to become better and better themselves. And that's one of the true keys to success is always looking for that extra something. Yeah, we have uh, an agent that works for us. She's been with us for a long time. She's been in the business a while as well. Uh, her name is Jackie Fontaine. And I remember one of the quotes that she said to us uh, early on at a training. And she says, you know, I come to these trainings all the time. And no matter how long I've been in the business, I always pick up something. And she said, her mentor said to her that you, you always have to be green and growing. And if you're not going to, web, you know, you're not on webinars, you're not coming to training, you're not, you know, adapting and learning new technology that what's going to happen is that you're going to become ripe and rotten. And I thought, who wants to be ripe and rotten, right? Like green and growing sounds a lot better, but it's so true. Investing in yourself. Uh, I know some of the top agents out there. That's why they pay for coaching. Uh, I'm a coach myself. I coach agents all over the country and, and Canada as well. 
And uh, those are the ones that are excelling at what they do because they're investing back in themselves and they're investing back in their business. They don't treat it as an expense. It's an investment. Exactly. Okay, number four you had on there, and this is a big one, uh, to set goals, prioritize, and reflection. Yeah, yeah. So it, it doesn't matter what you do, right? I, I say, you know, goals require work, dreams require sleep, right? right. So you, you, you actually have to, you can set your goals at the beginning of the year, but what happens is people set their goals and then two, three weeks goes by, and they never really look at it. At the end of the year, they look back at their goals and wonder how they got there and they have no idea. Like what, what the most successful people will do is they will set their goals, they will prioritize the things that they need to do, and then they will set time aside for reflection and reflection on the journey that they've taken, where they've gone, what they can do better, what they've done well, and kind of adapt and then change their 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 uh, direction at that point, right? Without that, you really have no guidance. You're just kind of throwing something up there and hoping you hit it, leaving it up to fate instead of actually having that accountability. I think that's, that's super important. So, you know, you said reflection on there too. I mean, how, for top producers, what are, what are some ways that they are able to do that and reflect back on those goals? Well, that's a good, very good question. Um, there's different ways to reflect on what you do and what your goals are. So some of the different ways that somebody could reflect on what they've done is they could analyze the different things. May it be uh, social media metrics, looking at their social media, seeing what works, doing testing different things and, and going that way. Or it could be something as simple as recording a presentation and listening back to it and kind of figuring out what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, where you're going astray. Or it could be taking, you know, an hour a week to sit down and look at the, the week. Mm -hmm. What were you supposed to do? What did you accomplish? What do you need to do? And kind of setting a plan ahead, right? Yeah. Those are the types of things that you really want to do. We find ourselves going so fast all the time that we never find the time to stop and look back and see what we've done so we can figure out the better way to be more efficient in the future, if that makes any sense. Uh, it makes total sense. Mike, you're not going to believe this. This morning, I had an, an actual uh, coaching call with one of my coaching members out in Texas. And, um, and he'll probably be listening to this podcast in the future here, so he'll know what I'm saying. But, um, he, you know, he said the same thing to me. He says, well, you know, very successful uh, real estate agent. Uh, was in the mortgage business before. Now he's in the uh, the real estate business, doing great. And he said, "You know what?" He goes, "And when I came into this business, I came in hard, and I did very well. Was very successful. And then this last four—I don't say four months, but I would say really the last eight to t ten weeks—being at home, being with family." He said, um, "You know," he goes, "I really miss that. Like I want to have more of that. I don't want to go to this next level, but." To, to your point, Mike, what he said is that I've taken the last eight weeks to really reflect back on what I really want for my business and what does this all mean and what are the different things that I can do to change direction, like you mentioned, right? And what can I do to uh, come up with new systems using some of the technology and some of the innovation that's out there to um, work less uh, always in the business 
and work more uh, on the business, right? Helping the business grow and uh, being more, more time and spending more time with the family, you know? So we had an hour and 20 minute discussion today about it. And um, at the end of the call, you know, he was very relieved because he thought he was going crazy. He's like, you know, you know, does it, is this normal? Like, should I be feeling this? And you now he kind of felt like, you know, maybe I shouldn't be feeling this way. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I said, hey, it's okay. You know, this, these are the times that you reflect back. And I gave him some experiences that I had uh, from 9-11 and from 2008 and 2009. So I was able to share that with him where he's just feeling this for the first time being in the real estate. So it made sense. Uh, but the reflection piece is so important that we have to sometimes take a look back. Am I doing the right things? So the other thing, Mike, that we get a lot of times too is that sometimes agents get a little bit of agent burnout. You know, they may set their goals and prioritize all the different things and they may do very well one year then the next year may not do that well. Then all of a sudden they're like, I don't know, maybe I don't want to be in real estate. Maybe it's something that, um, you know, is not for me. And they start looking at other things. And what I found is that a lot of them can't find all the different um, benefits or all the different uh, positive things that they can do in real, like the flexibility being one, right? Yeah. Having that flexibility, not being working for a boss uh, nine to five every day. Um, yes, there's some benefits of getting paid every two weeks. We don't get that in real estate. But my point on that is sometimes people focus so much on, um, I want to just go get another job and get out of this, but they don't real, realize that real estate's a great business. Where can you make the amount of money that you can make in real estate, have the flexibility that you want, be your own boss. Um, so we're talking with the, the, the agent today. I had the conversation of think about all the things that this business has done for you and your family. Make that your more of your vision where you want to go. You don't have to be number one in your company or you don't have to be number one in, on your MLS. Just focus on what real estate can do for you. And it, it, it totally changed your mindset where I think a lot of agents think that just because they're having a bad year, then it's not meant for them, but they forget what real estate has done for them in, in the past. I don't know if that makes sense, but um, I, I've seen that a lot. And I've seen a lot of people come back into the business because it's just uh, the grass is not always greener on the other side, uh, working a nine to five job somewhere. Exactly. It is before you move. And then once you yeah. get there, it's like, ah, that was great. No, I, I, totally, I totally understand what you're saying. And I think, I think that people do tend to, to, I think what happens is they get complacent. Right. So they work really hard. They're excited. They got the passion. They go, they go, they go, they build, they build, they build. And then they get comfortable. And they kind of sit back for a minute. Right. And when they do that, they reduce the amount of activity that they put out. And then they don't see as much business. So it'll start to plateau. And then they, they start to have doubts thinking, oh, well, things are changing. Maybe this isn't for me. Uh, when in reality, they just let off the accelerator. And they need to either put it back on or find something that they are passionate about. Yeah, it's, it, it's funny you say that because we always say that. Like every time I have an agent that's in a slump or not doing well, we'll sit down, we'll go over things. And I'll say, okay, bring in your calendar, bring in your schedule. And... Um, you know, here are all the things, you know, what did you do in the last three or four weeks? And you find that it's the activities, Mike, just like you said, that they stop making those phone calls. They stop writing those personal notes. They stop having those coffees with their clients, right? And because they were so busy doing transactions that by the time all those close, they wake up and they're like, well, I got to do this all over again. I got to get back to the things that I know, right? Send out the postcards, send out the letters and go there. But I always say that you can only control the activities. You can never 
control the results, right? Yeah. So anytime someone says to me, I want to have, you know, X number of sales in one month, well, one month is kind of tough, maybe over the course of a year. And sometimes you might be higher, might be lower, but the one thing that you can control, as long as you stay consistent, is the activities. And if you do those activities, the results always follow, right? So, yeah. all right, good stuff. Let's talk about this last one. This was like your bonus one on here. Number six, consistency in all things. Yes. Consistency. Yeah, you have to be consistent. You, you have to be consistent in everything that you do. If you're building something, if you're trying to maintain, manage, whatever, you have to be consistent in your activities. So, you know, you, you have to be consistent in maintaining the relationships. You can't just main, you can't just send two greeting cards and then never send a greeting card again. Right. It's not going to work, right? You have to be uh, consistent in handling uh, any issues that arise. You can't just choose to turn off your phone and walk away for two weeks. You have to do it, right? So it's consistency in all of these things, maintaining personal growth and development, maybe setting time aside once a week to read a book or once a day, three times a week, whatever it might be to just kind of keep learning, keep growing, uh, setting the goals, prioritizing reflection, you know, really reflect on your, your week for an hour, your month for, you know, three hours, your quarter for a day. You know, you're, you're year for a weekend, right? Just set the time to kind of figure out what you want to do and then, and then manage it, maintain it, and then adapt to it. If you've ever written down your goals, people write down their goals every day. If you ever go back and look through your notes, they change. Mm -hmm. What you wanted a year ago might not be what you want now. Mm -hmm. But if you don't realize that's changed and you don't adapt your path, you're never going to get there, right? And, and the other one we missed, embracing pain and discomfort. Oh, yeah, five, I did miss that. Sorry right? about that. Right? You got you to go through the discomfort. You gotta, if, you're not, if you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing, you're not getting better. So you have to embrace that. If you do all of those things and you're constantly trying to push forward and, and be the best, then there's no reason why you shouldn't be a, a successful top producing agent. You know, Mike, it's so true, too, especially everything that we're going through. Uh, why is it that you have some agents that uh, embrace, you know, and adapt so quickly, uh, and then you have a lot of them that just refuse to adapt, right? They just want to stay and kind of hover, and be safe. Um, and it's all about being safe. I'm not saying that safe is not a, being safe is important, but they just, uh, a lot of times, just don't have that, that drive, maybe, or maybe the... Um, I don't know, maybe it just, you know, almost like the fear of failure, right? Like if I do that, I'm going to fail, so I'm not going to do it. So I might as well just quit now type of thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we do see a lot of that. But I think, what, like you said on there with um, the, the embrace pain and discomfort, it's a little discomforting right now not to be able to go and show a property, right? Not to be able to meet with your clients, uh, listing appointments, you know, you're doing them on Zoom and walking through uh, on a camera, uh, looking through their property, right? It's definitely uncomfortable, uh, especially for people that are not good with technology. Um, yeah. And that's something that I've seen a lot of agents struggle with, where Zoom, I don't, I don't know how to use Zoom. I don't know how to do that stuff. So what do they do? do they just not yeah. go out and work? I mean, they have to. So, um, but being able to embrace it and say, you know what? I always thought, I, I, I used my, this analogy the other day to an agent that said, ah, you know me, I don't know any of that technical stuff. I don't know how to use Zoom. I go, listen, you drive a car? And she said, yeah. I said, 
if you know how to drive a car, you know how to, you'll, you'll figure out Zoom, believe me. Um, and, you know, she laughed about it, but she texted me later on to, to thank me for talking with her. And, uh, you know, she's on Zoom. She's fine. But um, sometimes we just kind of assume things that uh, that's something that's technical and they just shut it down. And you can't do that to be a top producer, especially in the real estate market, especially through tough times like this. Right, Mike? No, you're, you're right. And I think what it is is it's, it's not that people don't want to do it. They're afraid. It's not even that they're afraid. It's the unknown. Right. They don't know how long it's going to take them to learn how to do it, to first find the information. Where do I go to find it? How do I figure it out? It, it creates that fear of the unknown or that, that thought of the unknown creates so many obstacles that they just choose not to do it. Mm -hmm. In reality, YouTube is my best friend. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right? You got to be able to adapt. Uh, and that's the thing that's going on right now. It's, it's going on across the world evenly to everybody. This is affecting everybody equally. So we can't change the circumstances of our lives in the world that we live in, but we can adjust and change our mindset. We can adjust and change our activities and our priorities so we can weather the storm to the best of our abilities and protect ourselves and our families as much as possible. And that's it. That's the key. And you dropped the mic on that one right there, Mike. That was right there. Boom. Dropped the mic. Boom. <laughs> All right. So just to recap, um, top traits of real estate producers, number one, uh, relationships, uh, which we talked about, very important. Quick to handle issues. Personal growth, uh, always green and growing. Uh, set goals, prioritize, and reflection, uh, number four. Embrace pain and discomfort, number five. And we talked about adapting. Uh, and then number six, being consistent in all things. So, Mike. Uh, great stuff, man. Thank you so much for uh, coming on today. Any, uh, any last parting words you'd like to, to give us? Oh, I appreciate it, Willie. Definitely. It's always a good time. Uh, but yeah, I just, everybody uh, stay safe. You know, the, the, there's always an end. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. We'll get right. there. We'll make it happen. Absolutely. All right. Well, Mike, thank you so much. Thank you for all you do. And I'm looking forward to, uh, seeing what else, uh, where real producers go once we get this uh, pandemic under our belt. And uh, I know you're going to keep building that network and I uh, really appreciate all you do. So thank you so much. Absolutely, Willie. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good one.